Good evening. It is the 1st of August. Jesus, we're nearly there. Kids are going back to school anyway. Welcome everyone. This is the big kickoff. Yes, hello and welcome on the 1st of August. It's two minutes past nine. This is the big kickoff here in 96.4 with myself, Dave, and himself, Roy. How are you doing, Dave? Are we going to talk about Omni over anchor? No, no. I'm just, like just saying there. Um, Any reason? We might, no, that just popped up there. <laughs> is he <laughs> some controversial sports news? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's not going to invest in sport. Maybe that's a shock. That's not controversial, though. Yeah, we've a bit of a European adventure this week for a few yeah. of the teams and... Not Heartbreak so for Rovers good. there in the last 10-15 minutes or so. They've been beaten in extra time. 3-1 to Apollon Limassol. Um, it was looking good. They were down to 10 men, Limassol and um, Green Eagle. Well, he equalised on aggregate to get in into extra time. And I just thought, geez, if they just had a bit extra. And by the looks of it, yeah. Um, guy called Casey was sent off and then they got the tour and job done. That's it. Yeah. Because well, uh, we didn't see the last half hour so I couldn't tell you how it went but a bit of a pity story now for them unfortunately. It's very unprofessional to be getting sent off with, with an opportunity like that to be 11, 10 open men and in extra time. Yeah. That was their opportunity and unfortunately it's the, as he says here their, their dream they fall short of their, yeah. their Europa League. Um, so. The Dock get to stay in another one as they come down to the Europa League after being soundly beaten by Carabag last is, night. And they're back in next week. So yeah, exactly. there's a quick turnaround. Keep it going. That's what you want. You want to say, right, let's get back straight into it. Now, again. unfortunately, there's two more rounds to go, isn't it, before the group stage? Is it two more rounds? I think so. Okay. I, I, unfortunately, I think there's two. I could be wrong, but that's what I think we can try and find out by the end of it. But yeah, they were Carabag showed their class. Like, they've been there and done that, and they've been in the Champions League anyway. Um, the yeah. strong side, and they just had that bit too much, unfortunately, didn't they? I oh, know, 100%. It, that's, yeah. We thought that, and that shows you how well Dundalk did in the first game, yep. because they... They performed unbelievably well in the second half yeah. at home, but you know, to do it in one game is fair enough. But to do it in two, you have to have that quality. And, and Carabag just showed that they have that quality. So that was the end of that dream. So, but they still have another chance. And, and fingers crossed. Now, we, everyone in, in, in the country want them to go on. Th- there was a, a, a thing there. Did I just turn? You off? just xed out of uh, Spotify. So, so we're gonna have to talk a little bit more. Keep, keep waffling for a little bit longer there while you get back up again. I've seen you press the next one. What you do that I for? I have no idea. What'd what you do, do that for? So the walls in here are white. <laughs> um, there's a few shelves. I'm I'm wearing a kind of a khaki coloured polo shirt with Adidas shorts. You've got palm trees, black palm trees, and a grey polo. It's for the summer. Yeah. It's for the summer. Gary's looking through the window going, yeah, we're struggling here. Yeah, we, we damn it. Uh, Spotify is taking forever. Other streaming uh, sites are available. To <laughs> the uh, championship. Do you, do you remember the name of the song, do you? Yeah, do you. <laughs> the championship is starting this week. And yes. All Super the leagues. Leads. Championship, Division 1. Or League Two, League or League One, League Two, and obviously the charity shield is on this week. Yes, Liverpool City. Uh, Marcello Bielsa apparently has a three-three-one-three formation. Yeah, what do you make of that? 
Nah, who knows? I hope Le- I, I want to see Leeds come up. It's been long enough, and I'm now Gary Agreemy, but it's been long enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, and look what we have. What is this, my man? Okay, well, this is actually Gary's shout from Ultrasounds yep. on previous to us. It's super like from The Academic. Okay. I'm just going to... Don't press play yet. Let me um, turn it. Not a bad one there from the academic. That was super like, as recommended by Ultrasounds, Gary Gibson, every Thursday between 7 and 9. Yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, super late, super late. <laughs> like, 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 like. So, um, yeah, I'm, I wanted to get this one out of the way for us because, uh, you know, as I always say, hit it fast and with confidence and it, it, it should come off. Uh, no, I stuttered. I shouldn't have stuttered. I shouldn't have stuttered. I stuttered. I stuttered. Go on, shoot. Khadija Mella. She's yeah. a hijab-wearing jockey who triumphed on Haverland today and made history. Obviously, the Galway race are on. I think they're into the fourth day. I'm sure a few people are hanging at this stage. But Glorious Goodwood is on as well over in the UK. And four months ago, Khadija Mella had not even sat on a racehorse. But on Thursday, she made history by winning the Magnolia Cup at Glorious Goodwood. The 18-year-old student is believed to be the first person in the UK to appear in a competitive horse race while wearing a hijab. The amateur rider from Peckham in South London won the five and a half furlong charity race aboard Charity Fellows uh, Train 25 to 1 outsider Haverland, beating the likes of Olympic cycling champion turned jockey Victoria Pendleton. Mm. So it wasn't just a, a Mickey Mouse race. It was, yeah. a, it was a fairly decent race. And Victoria Pendleton, she's been going at it now for about two years and trying to actually make it more into the game. So, jeez, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice four, year, four months ago. Yeah. Not even on a horse. Yeah, and there she is going, isn't it? So, and uh, Frankie Zori was quoted as saying, I watched the race, it's incredible, unbelievable, and I met her yesterday, and she's such a sweet person. So, yeah, uh, she learned to ride at the Ebony Horse Club charity in Brixton and sat in a race for the first time in April. Mm. And according to the Muslim Women's Sport Foundation, the number of female British Muslim jockeys, past and present, is in single digits. There you so go. So there you go. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great story, and it's one of them that... But we're, what about all those other celebrity jockeys? It was a celebrity jockey, was it? Um, it's a, it was a celebrity uh, race. Now, I know, I know that's how Pe- Victoria Pendleton got into it in the first place a couple of years ago. Wasn't and Yvonne then she got, Connolly? She, she could have been. Yeah, she was. Was yeah, it this she, race? I don't know, but she was, uh, she was doing a few races. I think she's, yeah. she's got into uh, horse racing, so I'd be interested to know if she was in that, but we can look that up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, there you go. There's a good news story. Uh, oh, yes. We have a, kind of a bit of break, breaking news anyway, haven't we? Yeah, Dylan White. Now, we had this discussion he last week. a sample, allegedly. Yeah. And now, I now have to say allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we did say allegedly last week because it was just thrown out there and we didn't really know. There had been no news, as you said, from any camps or anything like that. So it was thrown out there by a journalist. And we had said, we had heard that it was a, 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 a journalist who wouldn't throw these things out unless yes. there was something. But it looks like he did. Because mm. Dylan White has passed the VADA anti-doping tests before and after his victory over Oscar Rivas. The British heavyweight has faced allegations of failed UK anti-doping tests after his points win over Rivas last month. And there is a quote from Dylan White. This is in 26. I'm so disappointed with the rubbish that has been said about me over the last few days. I have lawyers dealing with it and I've been told I can't say too much 
uh, for good legal reasons. Mm. I was cleared to fight and I won the fight fair and square. Thanks for the support. So this is only coming out. So we're not really... Oh yeah, it's li- you only literally said yeah, it, it was a headline in. and then more to follow. So obviously there's a little bit coming in as there's we're going along. There's a little along. bit coming in now. So if we do find out but more before the end of the show. But this... This will have legs. Also, heavyweight champion, Wilder. Oh, oh, Deontay Wilder. Lashed them over. Oh yeah. Lashed them over. Ba- basically saying that he should be thrown out of boxing for the rest of it. He should have been thrown out the first time. He's a cheat. He'll always be a cheat. Uh, and I, when I read it, I went, that sounds like someone who's slightly bothered. Yeah. yeah, and I said I kind of hope that wasn't true because I'd like to see that fight now. Absolutely. Or was it just brilliant marketing again? <laughs> and you're thinking you never is, know, and, it, and it could be a way of trying to get White back up because now for two or three years he's been the number one mandatory challenger apparently and yeah. never really got it. So is that a bit from their own doing, or do people not really want to? I've never really heard of somebody been that much that long of a, a challenger and then not getting a shot. So. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be marketing or PR. It could be, but I tell you one thing: it's definitely, regardless whether they it did it intentionally or not, he's he's certainly in the um, he <laughs> he is certainly um, put himself in the in the top of the headline, so he should be around anyway. And at the end of the day, I think Fury has a kind of another tune up, and then he's taken on Wilder in February or March. Joshua obviously and Ruiz. So there's a couple of fights where as soon as these are all over, he has to be next. Yeah, has to be. Uh, just got sent in word there that Yvonne Connolly wins her first race as a jockey in the opening race of the Carrington Challenge for Irish injured jockeys at the Curra. There you go. There you go. See? There you go. That's all, there for uh, dancing. Super duper. And yeah, we'll, we'll know more about Yeah, it's Dillian very much White a watch thing. the space with Dillian White. Yeah. But yeah, by all accounts, it looks like he's been cleared and obviously the anti-dobbing agency have come out. So yeah, very interesting. He definitely he needs to have this fight though, doesn't he? Because it's been too long waiting. Oh, he has to. Like fight. I know he... He's danced around Chazar a couple of times. Obviously, AJ uh, kind of sorted him out. But, yeah, it's about time, and it'll be interesting. And then coming up this weekend, the Fela up in the Falls Road there with Michael Conlon and kind of an all-Irish kind of undercard. Um, the size of the bar, it is monster. It's like yeah. the length of a football field. They did a draw there. I was like, geez, yeah, the lads won't be queuing for too long. And that's on. Frampton's on the week after in Philadelphia. So there's a couple more Irish kind of showing their faces up uh, in, in the next world. Jay, Jason Quigley, unfortunately, as I said, uh, was defeated last week. And there's a few coming out now saying enough's enough. Get away from Golden Boy and get back to the UK and even try and get in with either MTK or Eddie Hearn. And, you know, there's plenty of fights out here now. And, yeah. you know, you're fighting in these weird casinos in the middle of nowhere and your profile is not going up. And he, he had a very inter- interesting uh, interview with um, News Talk there last week. And Andy Lee was on giving him a bit of advice going, oh, you've lost your first fight now. You'll, lo- you'll notice half of them disappear now. And he goes, yeah. to be honest, Andy, I've noticed it for the last year or two because of my injuries I'm not getting out there as much and my stocks come down they're already starting to leave and they kind of asked him something about boxing he says I'm probably going to get into trouble here but there's not a lot of good people in the game Yeah, he says they're in to get whatever they can out of you and then you're gone um, and it's a sad fact but um, yeah for his own sake I think he, he'd be better off coming back like he's training back over here I think he came over to the Ingles so it'd, answer, it'd be better for him to come over there's plenty of top well when I say top well known British fighters here you can get on with a couple of great cards if he could um, but that's what I'd be advised even if he's tied down for another couple of fights with with um, Golden Boy I'd be kind of going can I 
going to get a kind of few profile fights back in the UK and stuff because these, like a, by all accounts, he was a very well known fighter, like a good season pro, ex kind of world champion. Uh, like it was a step up, but it was in the middle of nowhere in some dodgy casino on a Wednesday, Thursday night. So it's like, yeah, there's a few of the Irish kind of guys kind of saying, yeah, come back over and try and build yourself back up. So yeah, plenty of boxing happening over the next while. Good. Uh, I'm going to go to hurling. Ah. Because we need to talk about hurling. And this is happening every week, this guy, at the moment. But So this is... We should have been doing a review of, of the guy, of the hurling. Semi-finals. You Which know, was superb, by the way, superb. last weekend. Two okay. of the best games you could see in a long, long time. So there's a guy called Josh Prey. Yeah, in American. Amer- in America. And we're just going to lead this up to the, to the ad break. Because now, this is a stereotypical kind of... American, who, who I don't think he knows anything about it at he, first. He His watched first it. Video. He watched yeah. it a few weeks ago. Yeah, and now he's turned into a fan. Yeah, and he watched the two semi-finals, semi-finals. Yeah. So some of his pronunciations are going to be a bit off. So just so you know, this guy is proper American who knew nothing too much, and I'd say he didn't know too much about Ireland either because Limerick is one of them. Yeah, is one of his pronunciations. But this is his review of is it both or just the tip game of of the both semi-finals and who we want to win Go in on. the final. First of all, let me say this was my first ever Irish sport watching event. And I'm going to tell you right now, y'all need to find a better way to let me watch hurling and camogie and Gaelic football and women Gaelic football because I had to backdoor some stuff. When I say backdoor, I don't mean like the backdoor that y'all thinking about. I'm talking about backdoor stuff on Twitter. So I found somebody on Twitter that was tweeting the hurling semifinal game. And listen. In America, we got the Super Bowl. In America, we got seven games of the NBA Finals. In America, we got seven games of the World Series. If I knew, if I would have known, I've been on this earth 34 years of my life, never would I have thought that a group of people holding a stick, running with a ball, hitting it like a baseball at the same time would get me this amped up, this excited. I have no stake in nobody's country. I have no stake in nobody's sound, but I'm... Kill Kenny, I hope I'm saying, if I'm not saying Kyle Kenny, Kill Kenny, I'm working on my Irish accent. I am happy that y'all going, but I hurt, I hurt for Limerick. I hurt deep down inside for Limerick, because I was like, they uniforms look good, they players look so fast, but they fans were so crushed. August 18th is going to be one of the Craziest finals because I watched the temporary dudes beat the Wexler dudes and that game came down to the end and then I almost ripped out my clothes out, run through my house, butt naked. Is this how hurling is? Every single time they get together, this is like the Super Bowl of the Super Bowl. This is like Mother Earth meet Planet Earth and they smashed together and hurling was born. I... I ain't gonna beat her August 18th because it's too close. I ain't gonna beat her. Oh my God. Everybody gonna beat her. Do you... Uh, we gotta... We got to get some contracts for all hurling competitions. We got to talk to NBC, ABC, ESPN. Wait, everybody from Ireland, move up my way right quick. Let me talk directly to ESPN. ESPN. In Ireland, it's a game called hurling. And hurling is about pride. It ain't about money. It ain't about business deals. It ain't about who got the best shoes. It's all about pride. Your city versus my city, ESPN. Y'all need to get hurling on ESPN. You got to understand how crunk, how fired up, how crazy these fans go. Do you know August 18 is the championship, man? Did you see the semifinals, man? But 
Everybody asking me to pick a side. So, I'm gonna have to ride with Tiffany. I said I'm gonna have to ride with Tiffany. I'm riding with Tiffany, man, cause they, they look like they bought it, they look like they want it. And they look the more aggressive. So that's who I'm riding with. That's who I'm hurling with. That's who I'm going with. The semifinals. It's like watching 18 kids get born at one time. It's like a woman pushing that quadruple triplets. It was no, like I couldn't breathe. They sucked the air out the whole. I'm watching this on Twitter. I'm like, I'm black. I don't turn blue. We turn cranberry purple. August 18th. I'm watching it. I might go live and watch it. Who gonna watch it with me? Hurling finals. Tipperary versus Kilkenny. I'm riding with Tipperary. Let's go, T-Tile. T-Dot. T's in the building, baby. You're listening to Liffy Side on 96.4 FM. Just over seven, eight days to go now, seeing as Liverpool kick off the season on Friday evening against Norwich and obviously the Community Shields on this Sunday, which is the curtain raiser. And as we said, if, if you're a Premier League fan, if you have someone in the lower leagues, it's this weekend. Yeah, this weekend is Championship and, and, and League One and League Two. Community Shield this year, obviously being a Liverpool fan, I haven't really thought about it. And half of me is like, with all the big boys only back since Monday and Manny's not back till the following Monday, I'm going to be honest, me personally, I couldn't care less. As long as they get a good run out. But it is. But I don't want to be hammered. It's a test there, isn't it? It'd be a good one for City because mm. they can almost lay down the log on. We're ready. And are you ready? You're playing on Friday. Are you ready? So it'd be a good one for them to kind of put the squeeze on Liverpool. Liverpool can hide behind. Now, don't get me wrong. City probably ha- are missing a few as well. But Liverpool will probably hide behind it if something goes wrong or if they lose. But you know, go yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. We're we're nearly there, but we'd be ready for Friday. But City could kind of do do a bit of a job and win by a couple of goals and kind of go. Yeah, we're ready. Have you got it in the talks for this Friday? You've a busy few weeks coming up. Well, but Liverpool. Liverpool only won one game in pre-season didn't they that Leon well they, day, they, they did a couple of local games at the start where they bet Berry and or was Tranmere and somebody else but the, the main pre-season no the, the, the only one they won was uh, Wednesday night so Leon. they were looking at and they probably needed that victory just to kind of yeah. give them that little bit of a pep and say ah sure yeah we're alright but yeah. if you keep drawing or losing good time games yeah, it was good time it can to affect get you so this game mentally it could it could be psychologically a factor in some way it's definitely been that because way if for you, a few years. If you don't have those players for the start, first game of the season, or your second game of the season, you may kind of doubt yourself. Oh, hold on, are we good enough just yeah. to win these games? So maybe, maybe they can't afford to go out and, yeah. and just and be blasé. It's been a testy kind of game over the last few years because it usually ends up being the first against second or whatever reason. Mm. Or the top teams tend to win both trophies. So it has been a bit more, as I said, a bit of a court raise, a bit of a, like let's lay a marker down. I'd say City will want to lay a marker more so than Liverpool. Klopp will play a very cool, but at the same time, once that whistle's blown, they'll, they'll give it a go. There's no two ways about it because there is a bit of a rivalry at yeah. the minute. Um, like, there was a bit of rivalry because Liverpool had to squeeze on them for a couple of years and then, then it's got tasty because now both of them are challenging for a trophy. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But at the same time, you know, Jesus, they're play- this time next week, day before the game, it, it, it all kicks off again. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But in relation to transfers, uh, obviously Pepe has finally been to, uh, confirmed today, going to Arsenal for 72, 74, 72 million. And we heard it, it, to do with Colo Torre, who is his assistant manager at Ivory Coast, I believe. That's right, yeah, he's an Ivory Coast international. Mm. So uh, listen, his stats last year are very impressive, considering he's a winger, 20-odd goals, all looks good. He was very much heavily rumoured at Liverpool at the start of the summer and coming to the end of the season. 
Um, it obviously never happened. That's fine. Um, he could sue Arsenal. Now, he could have sued Arsenal back in Wenger's day, but now they're trying to say, listen, if Lacazette gets fit, you've Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe, it's, it's a nice front three that could be very, very awkward. Um, and can cause a lot of problems. Um, but as a lot of fans are saying when they're getting on Twitter, it's, it's not the Pepe they play, wanted. Does he play centre half? Yeah, because they're still desperate. So there's rumours that there's two more to come in. Obviously, Tierney's still heavily linked. They they reckon they'll go the extra couple of million to hopefully lure him in. Um, and then who the second one is, God only knows. But obviously, Arsenal fans will be hoping for a centre half. Yeah, well, they definitely need a centre half. Yeah, and Tierney. I think we'll get over the line because I think Tierney wants that move mm. and Arsenal are going to have to pay in the story. Anyway, yeah, like so I think it was up to 25, but I'd say if they even get touching 30 or whatever. But well, the deal that they did, I believe, I believe with Pepe is structured over a few years. Yeah, I think it's 20 million up front yes. and then installments over the years. So I think they're getting something like 15 million more than they would have got. Yeah, originally. so they have a few so, bob there yeah. um, to go against. So I'll be a watch this space. But there was a crack one before you... There's a cracking one today for Villa because Villa have been going mad buying a lot of quantity. Whether there's quality in it, I don't know. But uh, Tom Heaton for eight million. Yeah, Tom Heaton's on. That's a great. I think that's a great Super one. Super signed. And they got a guy called Marvelous is his first name. I think it's Nakamba, Zimbabwe International. So Marvelous. let's hope he's bloody marvelous. <laughs> Even though that's not Birmingham. Let's hope he's bloody. Ma- uh, I'm not doing it. I'll, I'll offend them. And I mean, they have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, Seriously twelve. No, twelve players. They're the biggest spenders in um, in, in English football. One hundred thirty-two and a half million. Yeah. So far, and it's by a distance. And Tyrone Mings, twenty million. Yeah. Mm, okay, uh, he's a good player. Yeah, twenty million. It's not probably a lot, a lot now. It's probably it's no. probably your seven or eight million. But then the rest are very ago. much no idea who you are. No idea who you are. No idea who you are. We'll wait and see. Yeah, except for David Trezeguet. Oh no, it's not David Trezeguet. <laughs> Unlucky lads. <laughs> Douglas Louise. You go. Ooh, oh. oh no, no. So who knows? Listen, you never know. Um, Just go over Manchester City there because we have Manchester City up there. Rodri. Don't know much. About I don't him. know a lot about him. Defensive midfielder, obviously there to take over from Fernandinho. Probably. And a guy called Angelino from. But PSV. Not, is he gonna? Man City is a different animal. He's a different beast where they can spend their. 63 million on a player and leave him on the bench and give him the year to catch up the speed or what have you but if it was a Bournemouth or a, an Everton or whoever yeah. it was he'd be in straight away so we may not get to see as much but no. then again he may be in from the start but Fernandinho obviously you can see that he he does need those games he's off he's getting there yeah, yeah. and yeah. he was picking up a few injuries last year a bit like Matic when United. they had their spell that brought Liverpool back into it it was when he was missing yes and then they got their run again when he came back in. So he is a big, import- he's very much an important player to help kind of plug in the gaps while the lads go all forward and all have for letter. Patrick Roberts, Norwich. So is he ever going to get his chance? See, this is the thing. This is what worries me about some of these players. These are guys where are you going to have a real solid career? Mm. Because they are obviously not too bothered about making a move, proper move, because their way to City is probably too good. Mm. So they're quite happy to go around to every club for a year, another year, another year, play well. Then he'll end up signing properly for one of them. And the fire goes out. Yeah. And that's what I'd be afraid of with the likes of Patrick Owens, because he looked decent. He's he looked, like up at Celtic, he looked really solid. Very tricky, a bit of everything, scored a few goals, and he could do a cracking job there. But you do worry that you're sticking around for the pay packet and eventually when you do move are you going to get in the Premier League you're going to end up in the Championship and then you're gone before we talk about Liverpool and who's in who's out 
What did Liverpool need at the end of the season, did you believe? Uh, I wanted somebody to not necessarily take over, but definitely to put pressure on the front three. They were too easy, in my opinion. I would have liked, like when they were talking about Pepe, I was like, oh, this is tasty. Mm. But I was thinking maybe one of them's going. Because he had, he had decent figures last year and somebody like him and the money they were going to pay, I don't think he'd like to be on the bench. So I'd, I'd have feared somebody was going. Um, so I'd say that's what the rumour was about him, right? If somebody goes, we'll, we'll slip him in. Um, but I would have liked somebody to kind of, that you go, geez, he might sneak in if one of these drop form. But that's what I wanted, a bit of pressure. Um, Centre half, I wasn't overly bothered with Gomez coming back because Matip, I think, did enough last year yeah. to be to be there. Now, a fourth centre half because I felt Lovren was going to go. Now, they've obviously brought in the young fella. Um, it, 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 it's tough to really... I had no definitive, I have to have that position. I was quite happy with our full-back, quite happy with most of the defence. Midfield... Another year with Fabinho and Keita. Obviously, Henderson's there. Milner's on his way out. Wijnaldum's there. I was kind of going, maybe somebody in the middle. I'm not overly bothered. But me, personally, as a fan, it was mostly somebody to mix it up with the front three. Yeah, all right. So, and haven't got that yet. Yeah, and he's kind of said it. That he's not going He might bring in another player, but it's not going to be a Galactico. Now, he said that before that guy, Harvey Elliott, came in. So is that the player he said? And that's it. He's quite happy now with two young fellas who might come good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But just, you'd li- you like a player to come in to kind of keep it fresh, keep people on their toes, whether whatever the part of the field it is. You just want, oh, somebody else is here to mix it up. The lad has come back from Derby County. Will say, yeah, but by all accounts, he's, he's going to be on his way out. So that's the talk. He scored a great goal on, yeah, on Wednesday night. That. So the rumours are he's, he's there's, there's people out there interested and willing to pay decent money. money for him. So yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. But and then, of course, you said earlier on, Ben Woodburn, who's not only going oh. down, he's not going down to the championship, League One, Oxford on loan, banging in goals for Wales last year, and kind of scored, he came on in a couple of games. Now, obviously, this was when we were a bit on a rebuild. But what's the story there, like you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting one. But like you know. With Liverpool this year, you can't see them matching what they did last year, league form wise. Right, it's very, very tough. So I'm a Can little bit. City? Well, they've done it for two years in a row. If it was one year, I'd say maybe not. Yeah, but they've done it two years in a row now, so there's nothing to stop them. And have added. Now, in my opinion, I think it'll be more down into the lower nineties. Maybe ninety will win it purely because Spurs have got a bit stronger, in my opinion. Arsenal have got a bit stronger. I'm not saying they're going to do any. United and Chelsea well Chelsea not necessarily but the three of them have got a bit stronger and you know it's it's seriously hard to do that and do it well and Champions League might be real priority like he might really start thinking about certain fixtures to try and really get that over the line because he's so under do pressure the, do you think the gap between say the top six so for, towards, toward fourth fifth sixth do you think that'll close towards them too, or do you think I think it'll close a little bit, but I not enough to challenge. Like this year, I'm very comfortable with Liverpool knowing they're certainly going to be in the Champions League again next year. They'll definitely be top four, but are they going to win the league? I'm not so sure. It's kind of I'm more looking at where I think they're going to what they're going to do, and if they got to 90 points, I'd be happy. If you know what I mean, yeah. and that's saying something. Like yeah. that's not something that happens every year. You know, but that's what we might need to do to have a remote chance of winning the league because City, obviously, 198 in the last two seasons, 198 points, 100 points one year, 98 last year. It's phenomenal. And there's nothing to stop them doing again. You kind of hope one or two of the old boys age a little bit and they might come down a notch or two. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah. 
Chelsea. Now, Chelsea yeah. have that transfer ban. Yeah. But I'm, I'm actually looking at their pre-season games and, and what have you. There's a freshness about it. New manager, new players. Even and though they, they can't play get players in, they players. players. And yeah. they have to play some of these young players that they have played a lot of money to have. Yeah. But they've paid a lot of money them just so they can make money off them. That's a pure money-making yeah. scheme. I definitely think system. this could turn out well. And now it might be going, geez, we might actually start using some of these guys instead and what, saving money. What about Pochettino from Spurs? Oh, okay, they've got their th- last their, night. Yeah, they've got their, their big star for fifty four million. Um and heavily rumoured with Bruno Fernandes today. And heavily rumoured with another midfielder. Apparently they're in talks, Darmashet said it today. And if there was anything that Spurs needed, it was midfielders. And now so, you could have two. So they could have two in there. Kieran Trippier's gone, um, the rest were Jansen Lorente mm. and Varm. Jansen's gone to Mexico. Has he gone to Mexico? Yeah, in Monterey. Oh, yes. Uh, so, and as you said, what he was quoted saying, I'm not the manager. Yeah, he's no saying it. I have no say. They should change my name. I am the, the coach. coach. Yeah. So he's distancing himself mm. to everything. Now, here's something that I want to put to you. Do you think Pochettino looks like a winner? He sounds like a winner and he obviously coaches like a winner because he gets the best out of people. Mm. He's with a club who... Don't seem, by that interview, don't seem to be satisfying his needs. As in, he probably wants certain players in and he's not getting them in. Mm. Zinedine Zidane is in Madrid for the second time. I can't believe he's still there. People always say, don't go back. He's gone back. The results, you think, right, he'll change things around. Everyone thought, right, Zidane will go back. He'll change things around. He'll have the dressing room, blah, blah. The end of the season, they didn't do as well as they thought. But yeah, we give him the pre-season. The preseason has gone disastrously. I think the way he's handled Bale has been poor. I think he, oh, he, he, he could have handled this a hell of a lot better. But that aside, the results, they're not getting. They're not mm. getting the results. Could it be a case that within seven, eight, nine months, by the end of the year, anyhow, Pochettino could be back in there at Real Madrid? At Real Madrid. Um, if you were to hold on wait till I get the odds for that one <laughs> no but it's one of them where it's a never say never but if you were to try and paint a scenario that would be very that's a serious possibility because Zidane there was rumours they were very vague in the last week or two that he was actually going to go he was going to quit because he's had enough the bail incident is, is just bonkers. It was all done and dusted. They were chatting away with their representatives in China. And then Perez went, no, he's not going for nothing. I want to make some money out of him. Yep. So now all of a sudden, well, where am I going to go? Because no one will pay me what I need or what I want. He wasn't fit for the game. Then there's pictures of him playing golf at the same time. But apparently Zidane actually said, as far as I know, he trained. So if he's playing golf at that time, I don't mind. He, apparently he was training, so that's fine. He kind of played it down. But it's at the same time, fans are still going to go mad about that. Uh, why isn't he out no, over he did, there? He did play it down after he said yeah. a few different things. I hope he was training. I hope something. he was training. But fans will still go mad. They don't like him as it is. And they'll still go mad now seeing him smacking balls in the golf course when he could have been over in Germany. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, very strange situation. But Spurs now is interesting because I thought it was... A big move for Endombele and potentially another big one for Fernandez coming after a decent season last year and now with the new ground it, it it's looking like oh Spurs are ready to take the next level but then Pochettino comes out and says something like that mm. so it's definitely a bit of a head scratcher and it's like okay what okay fair enough this is interesting and he did say at the end of last year if they won the Champions League I don't know I would have probably left oh yeah so 
everything's there to say he's not happy. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that'll affect Spurs, but I think he's professional enough. What is it with Spanish? Well, obviously he's Argentinian, but he's from, he's been in Spanish football. Why is it with Spanish lads? Once they leave, they want to be managers like Benito. Like, they're used to having directors of football who do all the bits yeah. and bobs. They might yeah. kind of say, I want this type of player, I want that but, type of player. Yeah, but I think at Spurs, I think you will look at, say, Manchester United, where there might be some input taken. Yeah. Liverpool, Klopp. Maybe Martino's some, none. I'd say he has none. Le- yeah. Levy looks like he's the man who makes yeah. the decisions, and that is that. And but maybe that's why there's a consistent turnover manager. Maybe. Because yeah. of that reason. Like, you really don't have too much in opinion. He might have said midfielders and given the list, and they haven't even looked at them, and they've got yeah. their own ones. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to give him 20 seconds to Manchester United, because very tiring, very boring. Yeah. Um, Wan-Bissaka, very brilliant player. Excellent player. Yeah. I'm, I'm, de- I'm delighted for Manchester United with that player. Daniel James, perfect professional. It's after that. This is a real Ed Woodward. I'm, I, I put a post up on our Facebook page. Uh, what did it finish in Facebook. the end? Because I put down Miss. I... The latest it was fifty four percent hit. Mm. Right now, so that's why I was interested in seeing if I would have thought, thought I would have been higher. Yeah, I, I thought I actually I put I put down miss myself. Yeah. Most people think Dabala would be an excellent choice. I I'm not convinced on. I, and I don't know if Manchester United need him. They have Lingard, they have Mata, they have Pogba. These are attacking players. Do they yeah. really need people of our generation? would probably say miss without a shell of a doubt because mm. we've a bit more experience in kind of seeing some of these type of players that come over and you think mm, I don't know about the Premier League for this guy as good as he but might all, be it already sounds bad but the FIFA generation like your tweens and teens and early 20s they'll mm. be all over this guy yeah yeah get him over superstar he's a famous name like is he good enough for the league though that's a different story yeah. you or I would be a bit more apprehensive of that type of player as good as they are you'd be apprehensive and that's why I would push towards like obviously I had the choice that's why I pushed more towards hit mm. or miss I can gladly be wrong but at the moment I would say miss yeah. now I'm not saying that Lingard is a better player than him he's possibly better than uh, Lingard yeah. he's possibly better than Mata now uh, yeah. but what I'm saying is I don't think is he, he, I don't really think he is be I don't think he is be- much better than Mata yeah. if he is much better than Mata I don't think he's going Lingard uh, he's a lot to prove what are they going to do with centre forward if Lukaku goes which obviously looks like it's going to happen he's already said that Rashford and Martial are centre forwards yeah. so only two so he's going to have two yeah, mm. yeah. And the another, is Greenwood a centre forward well I suppose if the ball come in he plays centre forward or left or right so mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm not sure did he have enough to break into the top four <sighs> it's tough isn't it but look at the front at the minute. Look away, they're messing around with Maguire. Look at the way that no, and I believe Maguire missed the yeah. Leicester City match tonight, so maybe that's going to come true. Yeah. But it's taken a long time with Maguire. It's taken a long time with Fernandez, who, who spores could be taken yeah. n- if the rumours are true. Yeah. And the Dybala thing, it, that looks like it just sort of fell under. He was in the country. Now he's flown back. Yeah. So and I, they reckon he's gone back. At, is this another Ramos, like a bargaining chip for Juve? I think this like, Manchester United's chance for the top four will come down to whether Ed Woodward can do a good job or not. And so far in his term, he no. hasn't been able to. Yeah. Just go quickly through a few others. Petroni, yeah, this Wolves. guy off Milan is interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Al- al- alongside, obviously, Jimenez is now made permanent, and Donker is a decent player. And then there's a couple of, like, they, they brought in plenty. But, uh, yeah, this Catroni now is a bit of an interesting one. Like, that's a decent name from a decent club, and he's well-respected, and a lot of people would have been fancying him. And some of these players are coming to people like Wolves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And mid-table sides like, and stuff like that. There's Moyes Keane going to Everton. Everton. Like, 
he was like one, he's one of the hot tickets in, in, in Italy and he's gone to Everton yeah yeah, um, and his goal scoring record is brilliant. His goal, yeah, scor- his goal scoring record is, is better than Dybala Now I know Dybala's there longer, and uh, he, he hasn't played as many games, but he is rated over there. And then you've but got when you have Ronaldo there; it's very hard to get in. You've got Gomez in permanent, and then obviously Fabian Delph. Fabian like, Delph know, is eight point five million, which is nothing now. So it's a cracking move, and he's very versatile. He can play left full, centre midfield. So he's uh, he's not a bad, but but um, uh, Keane is a big one. Because they miss, they haven't, they don't have a centre forward. Yeah, like the, Calvert, Calvert Lewin, I'm not a big fan. He's of. a good player, but yeah. I think he, I do think he Hello is that. Yeah. I, I think I think he's that backup player. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, no. So I think that uh, Everton could be an interesting one, but I think their biggest problem is centre backs as well. Yeah, I think they're Feel missing. Jackie Elka like gone. No, he's gone. Yeah. Who else is there now? Keane is there. He hasn't done much. Uh, there is another one who has gone as well. Uh, let me see if I can remember who he is. Ashley Williams, gone. Yeah, he was done. Anyway. So, 30-odd. Yeah, so centre-back is probably their biggest problem now mm. at the moment. But, Leicester uh, went a bit wild as well. Um, uh, Shinji Okazaki, unfortunately, is gone now as well. But um, they brought in, obviously, Yuri Tillemans, who had a great season last year. Ayosi Perez, I'm not sure about him. I was never... But 30 million, that's a serious uh, outlay, isn't it? Yeah. It serious is. outlay. For someone who doesn't... But then again... Leicester did really well with a front two combination, four four two. Perez, him and Vardy could suit. Yeah, Var- yeah. they could suit. They could suit. Now they're they're not. It's not one big man and a small man. So it's interesting. It'd be very interesting to see what way Leicester play next year. Obviously, you know with Brendan Rodgers, it's going to be all football. Uh, West Ham, Haller is the big one. Centre forward. Yeah, and then the rest of them are like, we'll wait and see kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. It's, a, it's like that with a lot of the clubs this year. There's not a many massive names in, in at the minute. England has, as much as England have spent a hell of a lot more money, I think they're 20 million more than what they spent last year. Mm. There's still not a lot of massive, massive names. Even this Joe Linton guy for 40 million. It's a lot of money, but it, it's a watch this space yeah. at the end of the day. And there's a few others as well. Burnley going back to the well with Jay Rodriguez. I Personally, I think his day is done. In my opinion, Eric Peters left back fair enough, but yeah. And you're the big one, Danny Ings. I think that's great. twenty million, great business for Liverpool. But it's, it's, he's only twenty six. Like according to this website, transfermarket.co.uk, they have his market value as thirteen and a half. Liverpool sold him for twenty. Yeah. And I think did we get him on a free from Burnley? I'm not sure. Just yeah, but I think it's great business. And in fairness, if he stays fit, he'll do a job for him because he was looking dangerous last year. Yeah. Brighton. Pfft, like they do every year you you just don't know who they buy no. like this Trossard fella for 18 not a clue yeah. it's very much like just wait and see it's 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 a funny one Ralph Farman I only know he's a decent figure he's like he's an 84 rated for FIFA yeah. that's all I know yeah. and they're after getting him on loan obviously Patrick Roberts and then a few others it's it's very much who knows and of course Callum Robinson's gone to Sheffield United yeah. which is yeah. great for Callum Robinson great for Irish football poor old um, Clark went from Rovers to Rotherham already out yeah. literally first game Bro, is it broke his leg or very bad injury yeah, anyway yeah. shocking stuff and uh, hopefully yeah, he can recover quickly and get back in and show show his talent with the team so yeah a few a few struggling ones there but yeah overall just to finish it up not it's, not the sexiest of transfer windows no it's not manic at all but it's, it's going to be a couple of weeks before we go geez, they did well there but I do think before just before we finish I do think that the FA have made a balls of it 
I think the, oh what a deadline next with week the deadline next week because they're, they're, they're undercutting their own league they're making sure sh- and every other league what is the actual time of the deadline it'll be when we're on next week I is think, it I think it's next this time next week oh no it is the Thursday but yeah. is it going to be midnight or will it be around uh, our time I think it's around 11 we, we might have our own so little, have I have to get the yellow tie out yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll Baking news Facebook live have I, do, have me phone. I do think the FA have made a balls of it I think they were trying to do the right thing but you can only do that if, every, if everyone else does everyone else does but everyone else's leagues are starting at different yeah, times and so. now they're going to get harassed till the end of the month but for their players yeah. you know the, the likes of Juventus or Inter no, Germany will be time. swarming around all the youth players yeah. so it'll be, it'll be interesting anyway we're going to go for a quick break and then we'll wrap things up uh, coming up after this tune to Lucky Sound 96.4 FM just a great song isn't it I just play it every week oh yeah I've no cricket news just want to listen to it. <laughs> I was joking with you I know I'm only joking uh, yeah the first day of the Ashes today very briefly England let it go let it slip big time uh, Australia finished 284 which doesn't sound like the greatest one but they were 144 for 8 right and they were hanging on to their life but Steve Smith one of the disgraced players who with the ball tampering from about a year and a half ago yep. along with him and Bancroft and Dave Warner are back from the wilderness and he pulled out uh, everything out of the bag he managed everyone else just managed to survive and let him go and he shot at 144 so finished with England at 10 for naught at the end of the day so it'll be very very interesting because apparently it's very much a bowler's track so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how to bat it because England are very vulnerable as well oh I'm just just love that tune but uh, that's not what I really wanted to talk about what's coming up in September which one of the lads only uh, alluded to me the other day because I knew it was on but I forgot about it I'm going to actually look at tickets this week because the Euro T20 Slam is happening in September so there's six teams six yep. franchises two from Holland two from Scotland and two from Ireland Okay. and there's the Amsterdam Kings Rotterdam Rhinos Glasgow Giants the Belfast Titans Edinburgh Rocks and Dublin Chiefs okay. so basically the way they're doing it is they're all going to play each other over several times each but the way it is, there's going to be a four or five day session in Holland, then another four or five day session in Edinburgh. And, but basically all the teams go together and then they're over in Dublin from Friday, the September the 13th to till Thursday, the 19th of September, where they're playing the remainder. So obviously they're all in Malahide, but they're all going to play each other over the, over the weekend. And then the semi-finals and final, which is on the 21st and 22nd, is in Dublin also. Oh, So it's in Malahide, T20, about three hours long max bashing the ball around and there's some seriously big names like it's not just going to be like yes I think they all have one or two marquee players and there's yeah. some proper proper talent when I was reading it the other day I wish I did a bit more research on this because I could rhyme a few of them but some uh, Mohammed Amir I think from Pakistan and a couple of other, I think Owen Morgan's coming over like so there's some seriously top names with it so if you want to see some good good old fashioned entertainment over a couple of hours but Dublin are playing uh, on the Saturday a half seven in the evening against Glasgow Giants on September the 14th they're playing a half three on the Friday the 13th against the Belfast Titans and then on the Tuesday evening against the Amsterdam Kings now obviously there's other fixtures as well but they're the three uh, and then obviously they're playing they're playing four times at home in Dublin so I don't know how much tickets are I think they're 10 or 15 euro I think when I had a look at it so 
Listen, get out there. It's in Malahide. It'll be about 10,000 seater, I think, as far as I know. So if you want to see them bashing the ball about a bit, I would advise you to go because I'd say it's going to be good crack. Yeah, do go. I, and I want to go. The only thing you would say about that is September. You just don't know what weather you're going to get. That's the one thing. You, you go, right, I'm going on a Saturday and you buy your ticket, you get there and it lashes rain all day. They really should have these on in July. I right? know. Listen, yeah. it's probably the only time they can kind of get the top lads to play with yeah, the local yeah, guys. Yeah. I know so the unfortunately, it is what it is. On, yeah. Now, they should get lucky with a bit of luck, but yeah, watch that space for the T20 Euroslam if you want to Google it and check it out. Yeah, okay. Listen, I, I wanted to talk about something that I experienced the other day. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but it was about... I, I was coaching, and we were coaching defending. Oh, yeah. And we are coaching one-on-one defending. And, and basically, this, this is with under-11s, right? Uh, under twelves now, sorry, but we're coaching one on one defending and how to jockey a player and not to dive in and mm-hmm. take take mm-hmm. your time and maybe make a, a a fake at it and try and lure him in and what have you. And I had a player who went up, jockeyed, and had his arms behind his back. <laughs> and this is the power of oh. of of telly now. He's a moron, right? This is a power <laughs> power of telly though. It's not. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's but not. He's a moron. It's not actually because. This is the new rule that's coming into you the, know who you are if you're the, listening. the Premiership. Yeah. Right? No, this I is know. the new rule that's coming into the Premiership. And this is going to ruin football. Yeah. Ruin it. Absolutely. If the ball hits your hand, it's a penalty. Can that I ask you a question? It. In the old days, when I say old days, our days, the 80s and 90s, was any handball in the box always a handball? No. No? No. Okay. No, I'm only asking because my memory isn't eluding me. No, I, I, had, um, to be, I had to be on purpose. If you, you yeah. did it, it had to be on purpose. But yeah. now, if it hits your hand, it's a penalty, mm. which is an absolute... If I'm having a shot and I see that there's a, a, an angle for me to hit a shot into the far corner and his arm is in the line of that shot, I'm hitting that ball at that arm. And if it hits his arm, penalty. If yeah. not, great chance of going in. So yeah. I, I do think that this is something. And you cannot have defenders defending. And you've seen it the last, last couple well, of years. Well, they've been doing it for a fair few years. It's, you can't it's not, balance, it's not, it's you not can't balance properly. Well, you, you do see lads when, your back. just before the cross comes over, you do see them kind of throwing their arms behind their back. It's not going to be a new concept. I know you've seen it live in the flesh, but it, that's been around for a good while. Oh, it's been there for the last few but years. Two or two, three whole, years. But it, 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 what I'm saying is... The Mane sh- penalty and all that. Like People are saying, oh, he did on purpose. If he did, he did. It's very... It's, it's incredibly hard to tell but yeah it's you know you know football they're going to I, exploit I'm, I'm going to be one of those looking at this now this year and definitely in the Premier League because obviously we watched more of the Premier League than, than the rest of them but I, I'm, I, this you always talk about grey areas yeah. this is one where I think people yeah. are going to and take advantage I have no issue with not that I have no issue with it I have an issue with that but I just hope they're progressive a bit like rugby where they try rules doesn't work so they scrap it Mm. I hope football is the same because if it does get a bit farcical hopefully it'll go right enough's enough we'll have to rewrite the rule book and whatever and that's why I'm kind of going to sit back and watch it and if they do find it where it gets silly I'd like to think right here's enough's enough a bit like the um, penalty thing Premier League came out straight away and said don't worry we're not using that we're not doing that in fact yeah, but they haven't done it though Dave because Liverpool got a penalty out in the Champions League final and it wasn't a penalty what I said was Premier League have already come out and said we're not doing that with penos with the VAR with the encroaching mm. we're not doing it so I'd like to think they will do something similar if it gets silly 
I don't think it was 100% conclusive that Manny did it on purpose, in my opinion. Now, I don't think it's Liverpool boys. It's genuine. I don't think it was 100%. He seen the arm and just dinked it. No, but what I'm saying is... Because if he did, he, I tell you, he deserved the ballon d'or What I'm saying is, is that the ball hit his hand and he had no intentions of handling the ball. Yeah, but it wasn't the first time it was done that year. Unfortunately, it is that the precedent was set from before that. So oh, it yeah. wasn't the first time. Yeah, and I'm not saying that. But it what is. I'm saying what? is I really hope there's progression if it gets to that point where you, it's purposely you can see lads scooping it. I hope like rugby or anyone else when they make real changes, yeah, it hasn't worked. Let's move on. Hmm. Because um I'd like to think that's the way it's going to go, especially now with VAR now. They can't really arse around with silly rules if it doesn't work for too long and I, that's why I think VAR and all these things will work in the long term where because you're looking at things so many times eventually you go right we have to scrap that one now because it's getting silly and everyone can see it so I'm hoping that's the way it works if players start getting super clever and scooping up and because it will happen 100% it's going to happen it's just how often it's going to happen but without a doubt it is so it's definitely excuse me I watch this space with it and it is going to get potentially silly bugger stuff because whatever about all the sports football are brilliant at it mm. um, sure what was it they did the other day um, do you know the goal kick you don't have to be outside the box now for the goal kick I think um, I can't remember what pre-season game it was but the goalkeeper scooped it up to the guy right in front of him and he just headed it back into his hands and then he done a quick kick out now he only hit it to the halfway line so I was like what did you do that for because they want to get into that grey area. Yeah, but at the same time, he could have just done that with the goal kick. If he had it done, like I've seen the headline and typical clickbait, I got sucked into it because when I seen the actual, nothing came about from it. And I was like, right, fair enough. What's the advantage of doing that? Now, it just goes to show you they'll try anything. But it didn't work out. I don't think it will work out. I don't think that'll get silly bugger stuff because it's a waste if he's going to just do that. For I don't know why he did it. But... Um, well, it's a watch the space with it. I genuinely hope that that's the way it's going to work now with the VAR coming in. That, yeah, if that stuff does get out of hand, they'll they'll scrap it and bring it back to a bit more of a the intention. Especially with VAR, you can. I think you'll have a good chance of going. Yeah, I don't think he that was an intention. Yeah. We'll move on from that or whatever. Yeah. I I'd like to think so too. I have little faith though. So oh yeah. But it's just that I don't. It might be on the season, or it might be whatever. But I'd like to think they will move on a bit more now than ever before. I think if they're learned their lessons on VAR, we'll see it this year. If they haven't, I think VAR is. Hope it doesn't get scrapped. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the other way. Yeah, yeah, you don't. I'll just just on one here. Uh, Bristol Rovers were looking to complete the sign of Liam Scales, who was brilliant last year, mm. the uh, captain of UCD. Rovers manager, Bristol Rovers manager, Coughlin, who is, I think he's a dub as well. Ben Coughlin, yeah. Uh, the trouble with dealing with Ireland is the clubs are looking for excessive money. They're get, they get a bit greedy. We have Not made a, a legit, grand. legitimate offer. So that's why UCD boss is moaning in the press every five minutes. That is a, a, a ridiculous. He, even though he's a dub, that's a Brexiteer kind of thing. Isn't that it? Is. That's oh, like, a little old Ireland should be gra- grateful for 50 grand and a couple of tracksuits. Back off. Yeah, that's exactly what You're willing is. to spend 10 million on another championship player. Surely you can stump up two or 300 grand. For a player who's potentially, they want to have a Seamus Coleman where they, yeah. they, they get him for a, a couple of that's grand. All, that's probably the max it is. Million. So pay it. Yeah. So disappointed though is coming from an Irishman exactly that's one of the biggest parts yeah, of it there exactly. you, 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 hear, you hear it from uh, you hear and you actually don't hear it from any other the, the clubs mentioning about the fees yeah. but there's players there's better quality players coming out of the League of Ireland now Play, our clubs need to cough up the right money for 100%. those players 
Yeah. Um, yeah, like exactly. Like, and it should be like a scale thing where they go, look, this league is a, like championship slash league one, give or take. Yeah. So have a look at what players are going for from league one even and say, right, feck you. You paid a million for him, two million for him. We're only looking for a couple hundred grand. Good luck. Yeah. Especially the fact that, yeah, Dublin are grand cocking. Like, do you know what I mean? Ah, it's a bit of a funny one. Um, a little one up actually about Liverpool before we finish up. Melwood has been sold for 10 million. Ooh. to a non-profit organisation for affordable housing but they, everyone knew they were moving to Kirkby yeah. um, with the rest of the academy but the sale has been done so they're moving across in the 2020-2021 season so yeah a bit of a shame they've been there for over 60 years um, the foot, UK Futsal were looking at buying it at one point because they wanted to try and keep sport going there keep it alive because a lot of locals actually didn't want them to go and up for obvious reasons but you know they've They've become too big. Mm. Um, I was there once. It's it, it's weird. It's right in the middle of a housing estate. The walls are about eight foot tall. Yeah, there's a bit, and you walk in and two or three pitches, and then there was now at the time it's much more state of the art now the dressing room area, but it was a lot smaller. It was it was mad. You're sitting there going, "This is one of the biggest clubs in world football," and it, 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 people in the championship would be a bit like, "Jesus, it's a bit modest," and maybe that was half the reason why they were as good as they were back in the day but uh, yeah so a bit of history uh, they're moving on onto bigger and better things next year into Cakeby so we'll see what happens and now with Everton with their new ground it looks lovely whether they're going to get it whether, whether they're going to get the go ahead on that now so that's a bit interesting the f- secret 2 million loyalty bonus with the FEI yeah that no, no one knew anything about yeah I mean directors are coming out are people on the board and directors and everything are coming out saying yeah, we knew nothing about this uh, extra thing so what did John Delaney just walked in and, yeah. and, and wrote it in for himself Bob by himself mm. and he didn't know anything about this whatever and uh, just a quick one on Irish women's football when Colin Bell left there was a bit of a worry especially from me and others I presume when there was talk about the future of women's football and obviously now with the money situation you're thinking oh is that the end of it and they're going to be one of the ones that will see cuts uh, German Marin Minert is in the running to take over as a successor um, she spent 13 years as an underage coach with Germany and led the under 19s to three European championships and the under 20s to World Cup glory twice. So the German FA have announced that she's left her post following the recent defeat to France in the under 19 championship final and the confirmation from the FEI is expected soon. So it's an interesting it's progress, in my opinion. Colin Bell, the, there was talk that Colin Bell left because of the financial situation, yeah. and you doubt that she's coming in here, you know, not looking for some sort of financial. Oh, do you know <clears throat> excuse me promise so yeah, it's interesting but definitely obviously has a pedigree the pedigree there so yeah, yeah this is it's something to, that's going to be looked at if they get her I in great let's have a look at her I don't know anything about her no, her no. what way she plays how yeah. she views football or philosophy but the fact that she's been in the underage set for 13 years it could be a case of yes you're coming in as a senior manager but you're also kind of laying a blueprint maybe a bit like with the Kenny and whatever else coming in he's going to I think he's going to link a lot more with the underage setup all the way up to seniors. Yeah. And maybe she'll do something similar. We're not just going to be out on our own. We're literally senior all the way down. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. We're all in it together and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see. But Bell was doing a decent than, job. So yeah. wh- why couldn't he have done it? That's the question, you know. Interesting. Now, you would say, some people would say... Huddersfield, bat the eyelids, he might have tossed screw yeah, this. It's a yeah, lot of yeah, money, maybe but I, I'll give it a go. It might be something as simple as that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's also good to see a female... Female in a female role, if you 100%. Want, you know what I mean? She's been in long enough in the whole lot. So it, it, I like it in, in, in the sense that at least it's not going to be just somebody that's already in there and like, oh, just keep it going while we're, while we're yeah. broke. At least she'll probably come in and go, I'm not accepting this. She's German. I'm going to be stereotypical yep. about this. Maybe a bit of efficiency. So we wait and see. 
Cherry Shield this weekend on Sunday. Obviously, some more championship with the GA. Um, probably a few other nonsensical <laughs> pre-season matches and stuff like that. Next Thursday, we will... Obviously, it'll be night before... It's transfer deadline day slash night before the uh, Premier League. So, I presume we're going to have an hour special. I think it's going to be an hour special. Get a few Muppets on saying, oh, it's going to be our year, like myself. <laughs> Burnley. <laughs> oh, Burnley. Well, what, was, what did he say? Oh, down to, down down to, to turf. Down to turf. Oh, he was some crack. That was actually. Europa League night, wasn't it? And... I want to say it a few tinnies. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> John, before we left, we should have actually checked up on what Wolves and the Crusaders and all these other... Ah, sure, who cares? Next week. Other sports medias are available there. Go on, check them out. There's always Google, lads. <laughs> Listen, have a good evening. Be good.